The major idea of this section is what the classical wave equation tells you. And if you've read this section, you know that what it tells you is that the change in the slope of the wave function over distance is proportional to the change in the slope of the wave function over time. And the constant of proportionality is 1 over v squared, where v is the wave speed. We also spend a fair amount of time in this section explaining why the classical wave equation involves second-order derivatives instead of first. And the answer is because when you use second-order partial derivatives, the solutions to the wave equation include waves propagating in both directions. You can see why that's true by starting with figure 2.8, in which we show you the slope versus distance in the top portion of the figure and the slope versus time in the bottom portion of the figure. In order to make sense between these, you have to imagine yourself stationed at a given position, for example, where the vertical dashed line is at x0. For this wave function, y equals a times sine of kx minus omega t, this is a wave propagating to the right because the sine of the time term and the sine of the distance term are opposite. So this is propagating toward positive x. If you're sitting at x0, the part of the wave labeled 2 arrives before the part of the wave labeled 1. That means that at your position, if you're measuring the displacement over time, you see it decreasing as shown in the bottom portion of the figure. You know that the slope is the rise over the run in each case, which is delta y over delta x in the top portion of the figure, and in the bottom portion, it's a negative slope, so it's minus delta y over delta t, and we know that delta t is related to delta x by the relation delta t equals delta x over v, as you can tell by solving equation 2.6 for delta t. So just by considering the slope over distance and over time, you can arrive at equation 2.7, which shows you that the slope over time is equal to minus the wave speed, that is minus v, times the slope over distance. Or you can write it the other way around, where the slope over distance is minus 1 over v times the slope over time. As it says in the text, that's a perfectly usable first-order wave equation, but it only works for waves propagating in the positive x direction. You can see that by considering a wave propagating to the left, that is in the negative x direction, that wave function might be a sine kx plus omega t. Now in this case, if you position yourself at a position such as x0 under the vertical dashed line again, you'll see point 0.1 of the wave arrive before point 0.2, so the slope over time will have the same sign as the slope over distance. The slope magnitudes won't be the same because over distance you have delta x as the run, whereas over time you have delta t, which is delta x over v. But when you relate those two slopes, now you don't need a minus sign anymore because the slopes have the same sign in this case, so you end up with equations that look like 2.8, which is the slope over time is v times the slope over distance, or again the other way around, the slope over distance is 1 over v times the slope over time. That wave equation works for waves propagating in the negative x direction. But to arrive at a wave equation that pertains to waves propagating in both directions, you can't just consider the slope over distance and the slope over time. You've got to consider the change in the slope over distance and over time. To understand that, start out by looking at figure 210. Notice that now we don't just show one slope, we show different slopes between 0 and 1, 1 and 2, and 2 and 3. Notice that if you're at a given position x0, part 3 of the wave will arrive first, then part 2, then part 1, then part 0. That means that the slope you'll see will start out not so steep, then it will get a little steeper and a little steeper between 1 and 0. So the slope over distance is getting less positive as x increases. And when the slope is getting less positive, 
that's a negative change in the slope. Now look at the time domain slope. It starts out negative between 3 and 2, and it gets more negative between 2 and 1, and more negative still between 1 and 0. And going from less negative to more negative is also a negative change in slope. So in this instance, the change of the slope over distance is negative, and the change of the slope over time is negative. When you write the change in slope as a second derivative, you end up with equation 2.5, which you should recognize as the classical wave equation. And as it explains in the text, in this case, the constant of proportionality is not 1 over v, but 1 over v squared, because now you're taking the change in the slope, and you pick up a factor of 1 over v for the slope, and another factor of 1 over v for the change in the slope. If you consider a wave propagating in the negative x direction, you get the same equation. You can tell that by looking at figure 211. Now imagine that you're positioned at x0. You see it's over there on the left side of the top portion of the figure. And as this wave moves towards negative x, that is to the left, first you see point 0, then 1, then 2, then 3. So over time, you see a slope that starts out steep and gets less steep over time. So the slope is getting smaller over distance, and it's getting smaller over time. Therefore, the change in slope is negative in both cases, and when you write those second derivatives, again you come up with equation 2.5. No need for a negative sign in this case. So this equation works for the positive going wave, and it works for the negative going wave. If looking at these slopes and the changing of the slopes isn't satisfying for you, you can also arrive at the same result just considering the derivatives of this harmonic wave as shown in equations 2, 1 through 2, 4. They're repeated here for your convenience, and what you see when you do that confirms that the first partial derivative, the partial of y with respect to x, is equal to minus 1 over v times the partial of y with respect to t. But when you look at the second derivatives, you arrive at the equation that says that the second partial derivative of y with respect to x is 1 over v squared times the second partial derivative of y with respect to t, which is once again the classical wave equation. The last bit of this section just shows some alternative notations that you might run into for the wave equation. Those are fairly straightforward. You should have a look at those so that you can understand wave texts that might use slightly different notation than ours. So this is the classical wave equation, and the next section talks about the properties of that equation.